Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey guys, Brian Haydad here. Before we get the podcast started, I've got a, a special announcement to make. Uh, I don't do these very often, but if you, if you reach out like this, why not? I want to give a shout out to Chris Phillips. He and his lovely uh, bride-to-be are getting married tomorrow in Augusta, Georgia. She reached out to us, uh, Megan, and wanted to see if I could just give him a birthday, sh- or, I'm sorry, a wedding day uh, shout-out. Uh, they are big listeners of the podcast as a couple, and now they're they're jumping into uh, to married life together. So congratulations, guys. Big Bulldog fans, and I uh, wish you all the best. All right, let's get into the podcast. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. We appreciate our great sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They've been with us for so long. They they really are like family at this point. Shane is the crazy uncle that everybody has. Yeah, and you love him. You love him. You love him. You want to make sure yeah. that, that he's at every event. Yes. Because... Did you invite he, Uncle Shane? No. What the hell? Yeah. He, he's going to bring joy to your life. Yes. And he brings joy to everybody in Starville's life every day because he runs two of the. What is going on over there? Got sound effects on this here Mac of mine. I don't. I don't need any CGI on this podcast. All right, <laughs> we, we're very bare bones production, like a uh, a Guillermo del Toro movie. We're not. We're not Michael Bay. I know it took us about ten minutes the day we wanted to add some thunder and lightning effects or whatever. That I, I, I still here. have that bookmarked if we ever need it. Okay. So, uh, anyway. Strange Brew Coffee House, you know all about them. Best uh, coffee in town. No question about that at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, collegecorners.com, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to shop for the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise. We are SEC baseball is just right around the corner. You might be traveling down to Baton Rouge or you might be coming to Starkville. When you do so, let's do it in a nice brand new MSU polo, M over S, MSU t-shirt, baseball cap, the whole what is the baseball equivalent of the whole nine yards? First off, I want two questions. Why is it not the whole ten yards? It's a great question. And I've never, I mean, another thing is batting 100. You've heard people say that before? Never heard anybody say batting 100. I, I've, heard, I've heard people say he's say batting 100. Batting 1,000. Like, if you're batting 100, you, you stink. You're terrible. Yeah. I've started batting 1,000. Yeah, I mean, batting 1,000 yeah. should be what is said. And what I think is some people the baseball do, equivalent of the whole, the whole nine yards? To the track? Because it's not first down. You got warning track power? Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. A triple? I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know what you would say. Well, whatever it is. It's that. It's that. It's whatever the positive slogan is that tells you how great the selection of merchandise is at College Corner. We'll have to sell, save that discussion for another day. <laughs> but go to collegecornerstore.com or go to one of the two locations in Jackson. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell, and you can search and you can find great MSU merchandise. Humble Taco, 
Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. There's just great stuff up and down the menu. Every time I look at the menu, I brought one home. Or not home, I've been mean, here in the studio. Every time I look at the menu, I find something I'm just like, I need to try that as well. Okay, now now I can't complain, can I? Yep, it's yours. I got, I got on that one. That was, that was mine. For example, they also have the Mexican blue plate working over there. It's not just tacos and burritos. There's so many other options, man. This is really a cool place. I can't wait to go, you know, go back and, and, and try some more stuff. They've just got so many great things going on. And, of course, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a night out on the town, the drink menu is very, very exciting. A great wine list, great beers, a lot of craft cocktails, and, of course, margaritas on tap. I don't, I'm not trying to be you know, chauvinistic or anything, but I know the ladies love the margaritas. That is, that, is, that is more of a lady's drink than a man's drink. Never, You don't really ever see a guy saying, hey, let's get the guys together and go out for margs. <laughs> I mean, am I, am I not, I'm, not, I'm not stepping out of school here, am I? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not the one to consult on such matters. You're but probably no, right. I, I've, I've, never heard, I've, I've never heard any guys, you know, talking about like, going out and enjoying that. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never, I ne- but my wife and other women I know are always, oh, yeah, we're going out for margaritas. Well, go out for good margaritas. They're at Humble Taco. So right there on University Drive, great location, plenty of parking, plenty of seating, including outdoor seating, to enjoy this great weather at Humble Taco. All right. Well, I won't lie to you. I'm a little surprised we're going to have this discussion right now. And I'm even more surprised that we're having it compared to my opinion about an hour and ten minutes ago or so. Uh, But Mississippi State finds a way. Dominates the first half against Kentucky. Uh has to hold on for dear life, you know, falls behind in the second half, but in the end they get the win 74-73. Here's a game that uh, some stats just don't make sense, all right? Mississippi State was 82% off the line in this one. I mean, that's the reason they won. They were 9 of 11, including the two free throws at the end by Iverson Molinar to seal it up. Um, they out-rebounded Kentucky by 16 in this game. Uh, they shot nearly 50%. They shot, I think, well over 50% in the first half. Um, but that man again. I think if Do- if Ben Hallen never sees Dante Allen again, it will be too soon. Evidently, his parents were huge Ole Miss fans. I, I don't know what Mississippi State did to this young man. But 23 points again for him, six more three-pointers. If I, if I did the math right, he scored 50 points against Mississippi State in two games this year. Is that correct? I think that's right. And he scored 102 points, or 100, like I guess 125 points on the season. So, like 45% of his points yes. game against Mississippi State? If he had played against Mississippi State every Man. game, he'd be the first pick in the draft. People would be talking about him like the next LeBron. This guy can't be stopped! But I, 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 I made the joke on Twitter. I said, if, if Kentucky wins, Calipari's going to try to dye Alabama's jerseys maroon. <laughs> like, why are the jerseys so much darker, Coach? Don't know! Calipari's walking out there with a bucket of paint. But State gets the win. Abdullah do huge in the first half. Fell off in the second half, but had 12 points uh, and 9 rebounds. Tolu Smith with a double-double, 13 and 11. State really dominated the inside. But then in the second half, when they couldn't get those looks, it was Iverson Molinar. 21 points for him, 8 of 10 shooting. And he, did, like I said, had those huge uh, free throws. DJ Stewart, not a great shooting day for him. Only 4 of 15, but he had 9.7 rebounds and 10 assists. I think you'll take that every day if you're Mississippi State. Only 13 turnovers for the Bulldogs as well. Jimmy Dykes was like hammering home. Hey, if they get the 16 turnovers, they're going to lose. 13 turnovers, you get the win. Um, 
I mean, just a. I guess for the neutral observer, this was probably a very fun game to watch. For someone like me or you who've watched State all year, it just felt like the same story we've seen a hundred times. But oh, this forget, time, forget this year. Look at the opponent. Well, yeah, the last twelve years. Yeah, but that said, in the end, the ending was different. Yeah, it really was. But the movie we've all seen <laughs> the last decade plus is even when State looks like they've got it, Kentucky's snatching it away at the last second. And you, me, probably everyone that has followed Mississippi State in any matter, you know, the last 12 years, saw what was about to happen. Iverson Molinar making the two free throws to put State up by one and just braced yourself. I think to hear Ben Howland talk a few moments ago in his postgame press conference, even he was bracing himself himself you just almost expected that kentucky shot to fall at the end because that's what happens when kentucky and mississippi state get together is mississippi state gets its heart broken um but but ben howland was literally thanking god uh, a moment ago for that shot not falling um and i think it was was dante allen that took the final shot correct let's talk about that for a second i don't know how on earth and i'd love to talk to ben howland and get like a real answer how not only did he take the last shot, wide open, he got an open look. I mean, my, my game plan would have been like, guys, we're all going to guard Dante Allen. I don't really care if anybody else scores, just not him. Also, Iverson Molinar, here is this sword. If he goes up, take him down, something, anything, but don't let him shoot. Lo and behold, he did, and somehow, <laughs> some way, he missed. He missed, and that was I when the ball was in his hand, I was just like. I'm going to not say the word, but I had to say, you have to be blanking kidding me. Like, this guy is actually going to get a shot off. And then it rattled out, and I was just like, somebody, Ben Hallen needs to run to the casino. You know, never going to have a luckier day than that, I promise you. So, MSU will finish the season with a winning record. Can't be worse than 15 and 14. Three wins away from the Three big Three wins dance. away. You said something on in, in Twitter, and you're right. The effort especially in the first half, was unbelievable for yep. Mississippi State. It really was. I mean, from the get-go, it's the old sports cliche, right? Who wants it more? There was no doubt in the first half, despite you know Kentucky's history and needing to win this thing to get to the big dance, for whatever reason, Mississippi State came out in Nashville and wanted it more. Now, in the second half, as it started to slip away, I mean, I don't know that effort went down any. It's just, I mean, Kentucky's talent kind of started to shine. Dante Allen got red hot. Um but from, from the get-go, Mississippi State wanted it, man. And and this team, they are – I know they have frustrated people to no end this year. I know that, that Ben Howland and all the conversations that we've had about him and his future, and things, I, I know by looking at Twitter and message boards and hearing you guys talk how frustrating the year has been. But this team is talented enough that when they come out with that effort and they're on, I mean, they can win this thing. They, they can win the next. I don't think – I'm still not predicting they will. They're right. about to run into the best team in the conference. But they have the ability when they play that way to win on any given night. And if you win on any given night four nights in a row – You've won. You've won. And, and, and you're 25% of the way there. State's effort defensively, especially in the game here in Starkville against Alabama, was fantastic. They played defense really in both games because when they played them in Tuscaloosa, then they gave up 81 points. But Alabama was on a stretch of scoring 100, I think, in four or five games. They were red hot, and State did a pretty decent job 
of slowing them down. Here in Starkville, they really ground them to a halt. The problem was State couldn't make their own buckets. If you get that same kind of defensive intensity and effort again, you at least have the punch, the, 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 we've said it like 10 times, the puncher's chance to go in there and, and, and get an upset. And if you do, all of a sudden you're at Saturday and you got a, you got a realistic chance to win this thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, who are you going to be playing? Tennessee, who you, who you lost to by three. Possibly Ole Miss, who you've split the season with. And wouldn't it be something? Because at that point, if you played Ole Miss, they probably think, okay, we're going to get in. But if they have two two losses to Mississippi State on their resume, that might be enough to knock them out. And that would be a tremendously sweet spoiler job. Or then you play LSU, who you know you can score on. It's just, can you play better defensively? That's what killed State the last time around. So, I don't know, I mean, South Carolina's in the mix there, but I, I, I would be really surprised if South Carolina, if South Carolina and Mississippi State is your set, is one of your Saturday semifinals, nobody, uh, nobody won any money on that one. No. Let's put it that way. No. But, Give Howland credit. Give his team credit. Give Abdul do a lot of credit. They played really well today. It was good to see, you know. And like you mentioned, Kentucky has just it's just broken Mississippi State's heart so many times through the year. But something about the SEC yeah. tournament was able to turn that around. I yeah, guess Cal, Cal had never lost a state at Kentucky. That's right. So, I mean, That's you, right. at the very least, even if Mississippi State leaves on Friday, the next time you see Kentucky, you at least have that monkey off your back. There's that. And I think there's there's a little bit to that. I mean, you saw in football, State had the monkey on its back against LSU for so long, and they went down there to Baton Rouge and took it to them in 2014, and that series has kind of evened out a little bit in the last six years or so. You know, some people might tell you there's nothing, just coincidence, whatever, but no, I think that sometimes mentally, I mean, Ben Howland said he talked about it before the game with some of these guys that he had never beaten Kentucky since he's been here. Kind yeah. of, I mean, I, there's something to just... Shaking it off, shaking the monkey off your back a little bit, and next time you see Kentucky, you'll be like, "Hey, we beat those guys last time we played." You it's know? so difficult sometimes to forget that what happened in every previous game prior to that has absolutely no bearing on on anything. You know, Mississippi State hasn't beaten Kentucky in however many tries, but it doesn't matter. Statistically, they had the exact same chance to win this game as they did every other game. Statistically, they do, but for, for some... And, and look, mentally, it plays mentally, a role. Mentally, it absolutely but in reality, play a role. But, but you know, what, what are we going to say here? Perception is. Reality. Yes. And then the perception is you can't beat them. Well, now that perception is gone. So it'll be... Kentucky's such an interesting team, by the way. Like, what are they going to do? Are they on the downturn? Because... Now that Coach K has sort of gotten into the one and done game, although it, no no Duke, no no Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. That's a crazy, crazy thought. First time since I think '76 is what somebody yeah. said. Um, well, I don't know if you heard. Going back to Kentucky here for a second, <laughs> this is the first time in the in, in the history of the SEC tournament. I think this is the 59th one mm-hmm. that Kentucky has not been one of the final eight. Oh, yeah, that's. I mean. Granted, I know the field Obviously, has gotten bigger and the stuff. Oddest the oddest basketball season we've ever had to deal with, but it just keeps getting odder. So, but by that same token, doesn't that make the NCAA tournament a little more exciting? Yeah. No Kentucky, no Duke. Somebody else has got to step up to the plate. Cinderella, North Carolina, Cinderella not very good. got a shot. No. I mean, Cinderella is Gonzaga, who's the best team in, the, <laughs> in college basketball. So, they're not really Cinderella anymore. They've become the wicked stepmother uh, to a certain extent. But MSU will tee it off again, eleven a.m. Mississippi State against Alabama on Friday on the SEC Network and for a chance to go to the semifinals. And who knows? You know, the, the state right now is dangerous for one reason. They play with, they got nothing to lose. 
They can play all out. They don't. They don't have to worry about anything else, and that makes them just a, a little dangerous for a team like Alabama that has a lot on the line. You know, Alabama. I don't know that they can sneak in and be a one seed, but if they if they were to run through this tournament, they might have a shot to do so. So they're at least that's at least on the back of their minds. State, on the other hand, is just like we're just here. We're just here to wreck things. Yeah. Bottom line, you still got an uphill climb, but you took a few steps. You know, you're, you're not you're no longer at the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> so, I mean, you win you win on Friday, and all of a sudden you might glance up and say, "Hey, is that the? Do I see the the peak of this thing up there?" Like yeah. you're getting. If you I, win tomorrow, you have you 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 become extremely dangerous. But you got you got to win. But we'll see what happens. If nothing else, it should be entertaining. If nothing else, we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on over to baseball. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Food truck will be up and running all weekend for lunch, so definitely check that out. And don't forget, if you're not coming to Starkville but you live up here in North Mississippi, chances are Welcome Home Beef is in a store near you. You can always go by, and of course here in Starkville and in Louisville, they're over at uh, at Val's. Uh, you know, so, I mean, that's that's easy enough, especially if you're uh, headed to Duty Noble, you want to do a little tailgate or a little, little grilling out there in the lounge, you can pick up a great steak. In Collinsville and in Batesville and in Olive Branch, they're at the Piggly Wiggly. They're at Pilgrim's Pride in DeKalb, the Price Center in Pontotoc, Gardner Supermarket in Corinth, and in uh, New Almady and Bahalia, they're at Reed's Market. And if they're, I didn't list your city, well, you need to call your local grocer right now and find out how you can get those products on your shelf. Or just call Welcome Home Beef and get them shipped out to you. 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com and find out how Welcome Home Beef We'll take care of your business. We're getting to it. I'm getting ahead of myself on some of these reads here. You can feel it. <laughs> but you can also find out one thing about Welcome Home Beef that we already knew. It just tastes good. Two Brothers is going to be a great place to be this weekend if you're up here in Starkville. Head out and grab some of their incredible food, cold beer, or one of their craft cocktails. Sit out on the patio and just enjoy yourself. Great weather this weekend in Starkville. Supposed to be you know, partly sunny in the mid-70s. Not a lot of chance of rain from what I'm reading. So should be a great weekend for baseball. Great weekend to go to Two Brothers and enjoy a great meal. Southern Smoked Soul Food at its finest. They were there at 621 University Drive in the heart of the Cotton District at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business System says right now is the time. Time to not make that have to make a hard decision between a big business that has all the inventory that you need and the small business that provides the service you deserve. Advantage Business Systems can do both, and they have been doing both for over fifty, for nearly fifty years, here in the Magnolia State, helping out people just like you. Their neighbors—that's who they're helping out. Their fellow Mississippians. Keep your business local with them; they keep it local with you. Call them today and find out how you can be experiencing less problems with more profits. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Baseball time. Mississippi State and Eastern Michigan. We talked a little bit more about Eastern Michigan yesterday, how they you know lost to Bellarmine and stuff. I'm sitting here looking at their stats, man. And mm-hmm. I don't know how they're 4-2. and two. It, It's really kind of crazy that that they're that. Uh, let's see. As a team, they're hitting two thirty-six. Mm. They have that is bad news. They have struck out. This is worse news. They've struck out in, in sixty-one of their one hundred ninety-five abs. So about a third of the time, about a third of their abs, they've been striking out. 
that, that doesn't doesn't seem to to be in their favor coming in and face this Mississippi State pitching staff. And then their pitching staff, uh, team ERA of four point two zero, and opponents are hitting two fifty seven against them. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not an expert on what Bellarmine and whoever right. it was that they uh, that they had played too. Right. I'm not an expert on on the teams that they've played, but um, you know, you see two fifty seven there, and and it, you you just that you just really feel like Mississippi State is probably gonna be able to score. Yeah. Um, because as a staff. You would like, I think, probably to have teams hitting a little less than 257 against you. Um, so I think Mississippi State's going to be able to score. And it sure looks like, again, on paper, that Eastern Michigan's going to have a hard time doing so. It just looks like a matchup and a weekend in which Mississippi State has a chance to roll through it. You know, we, we talk all the time about baseball. It's tough to predict sweeps and that sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a weekend here. You circle and you think you should be able. You to might get this. you might better have a three and zero. That would be a five and zero week for Mississippi State. That would be a lot of momentum heading into conference play. Uh, you would think. Um, if you had to guess uh, on a uh, potential rotation this week, we haven't gotten it yet. Do you think it just stays the same, McLeod, Sarantola, Fristo, or might you see a change? I would guess it stays the same. Um, it's kind of dangerous doing this because I really expect it to probably be announced any moment mm-hmm. now. As we, I could see it being announced on Thursday afternoon here as we record. Yeah, it, it will probably be out by the time this podcast airs. Yeah, so you will all know the answer to this as we discuss it, I'm sure. But if I had to guess, I think it would be the same. I, I just don't think you can pull the plug on Sarantola after only two starts. Mm-hmm. And... I think you got to give him one more crack at it. And if this weekend, if he's the same old guy that you've seen the last two years and that you've seen the first two games of this year, I don't think you have any choice but going into LSU. you got to, whether it's Houston Harding or, or Brandon Smith or somebody, you're going to have to make a change, I think, at that point. But I think he deserves to have one last crack at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and this there, does look like an offense in which that, that's my he question, could though. develop a little confidence. You know, and... and Sometimes it is all between your ears a little bit. If he could just go out there and have one good outing. It's kind of like, you remember Cam James that first weekend of the year was struggling and he bloops one in, like his last at bat in Texas, and mm-hmm. the next game he goes out and he's four for five. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's just something too feeling good about yourself. Maybe this is a weekend you can start Eric Sarantola. Maybe he throws five or six strong and, and he does feel good about himself and then you feel good about him and you just see where you go from there. Does that provide the opportunity for like some sort of false confidence? He oh, he looked great against this Eastern Michigan team, but what does that mean when the next two game series against LSU and Arkansas? I mean, it, yeah, I mean that's a concern for sure. But if he does show you something against, and, and look, the the question with Eric Sarantola is all about his command and control kind of thing. I mean. If he shows that against Eastern Michigan, if he's not walking the yard, well, that's all you got to do at LSU. You know, just be competitive, be aggressive. You know, put the ball over the plate, see if they can hit you kind of thing. So I kind of think that the command, control, confidence part of that can translate from week to week. Yeah, you're playing an offense that even if you're not having your best day, you're probably going to look okay anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think there is something, too, regardless of what the competition level is. If he can just go out there and throw strikes and not hit three batters and walk six, 
then you feel a little better about yourself yeah. going into the next week. Is it sort of what we always say that a, a good team should just beat a bad team? And if Eric Serentola is a good pitcher, he should dominate this lineup? He should, but I, I, there's more to it to me, I think, than him just going out and doing enough to win the game. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to do that this week. He, he needs to go out. Oh, no, no I agree. He needs, and to, just, he needs to be good. Yes, yes. Final line needs to be something like, you know, five five to six innings pitched, eight to ten strikeouts. And I'm more concerned. No more than two walks. That's what I was going to say. I'm more concerned with what's under the BB column. Yeah. With him. Yeah. And the no, a- HBP. And then, the, you know, McLeod, expect the same sort of bounce. But it's not really bounce back for Sarantola. It would just be the first bounce. It would be the juvenation, not the rejuvenation. What about the rejuvenation of Christian McLeod? Am I crazy that I really haven't lost a ton of confidence in Christian McLeod? I don't think it's crazy, but at the same time, you know, he has not pitched incredibly well this year. He hasn't. I just feel like, I feel like he's okay. (laughs) It hasn't been great, but I don't know. He he impressed me so last year that it's going to take more than, than the struggle that we've seen this year to get me off the wagon. Now, if he goes out there this weekend against this team that we just said is hitting about 230 as a team and, and, and he gets roughed up a little bit or he's nibbling and, and he's walking some guys too, and then you do get a little bit concerned. But right now, I'm not, I'm not all that concerned with Christian McLeod. Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd like to see him. I mean, you'd like to see all three of your guys we can go out there and just well, yeah. shove it down their throats. But, right. Um, I'm completely right now still on the Christian McLeod train. I I don't think there's any chance that Christian McLeod's out of this weekend rotation. This no, week. no, no. No chance. And then you have Fristo on Sunday who – is it fair for me to want to say, okay, he threw a, he threw six perfect innings. He could not have – he literally could not have been any better in his last start. Bounce back's not the right word, but sort of follow up. I want to see, okay, how does he react to success? Everybody talks about reacting to adversity. Reacting to success can be a difficulty, too. Yeah. You're exactly right. Does he go out there and feel a little too good about himself and all of a sudden his control issues crop up a little bit? and think, I don't know. But there, there is something to just handling the fact that you, you threw six no-hit innings a week ago and SEC freshman of the week and all this these accolades and you got guys like me on a podcast saying that you're the only for sure member of this rotation right now and – uh, can you handle that? Or as a as a 19, 20-year-old kid, whatever Jackson is, does it kind of get to your head a little bit? Mm-hmm. My guess is he's a uh, mature kid that has handled success all his life. Maybe not to this level, but he's been successful all his life. My guess is he'll handle it just fine. But there is something to seeing how he handles it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. That's the pitching, hitting-wise, and you, you know you mentioned it, I mean, State needs to get the bats. I'd like to see a couple of, of good hitting exhibitions this weekend. You know, this, just to give you the – just to see them do it. I feel like it's sort of like we talk about with basketball sometimes. If, if they could just get some hits – you know, I think that's what happened on on Sunday against uh, Eastern Michigan. I'm sorry, against uh, Kent State was getting that first run, that's what set everything up, up for the rest of the game. Same thing to hear. You know, getting out to a fast start would be really great for Mississippi State. I mean, I feel sort of, you know, Captain Obvious, but – you see what I'm saying? Well, I mean, when you do that, I, I wrote this in my recap of the Louisiana Lafayette game on Wednesday night. You know, State scored a couple runs in the first inning against Lafayette, and you just felt like, oh, it's over. 
Yeah. With the way this pitching staff is Yeah, you're not wrong, yeah. I I don't know if you you feel that way on the weekend yet because, like we said, McLeod and Sarantola have struggled. So, But right now, the way this this team's throwing and and the arms you got in that pen, I mean, if you get up early, I mean, you really do just feel like it's night-night. On the on the opposition, and, and particularly when you're playing an Eastern Michigan team that you're just so much more talented than, uh, yeah. I mean, you'd like to come out, jump on them early, and continue it through the weekend. You'd like to have you a good old numbers padding weekend here to keep keep on. You know, Rowdy Jordan's up to 240. You know, can he keep on hitting this weekend? Build that up to 260. You know, can can Josh Hatcher climb to 275? Just I mean, set reasonable goals. Yeah. yeah. And no, nobody's saying Hatcher needs to go out there and go, you know, 12 for 12 on the weekend with 17 RBI. But, yeah, like you said, he's hitting 250. Can he be hitting 280 on Sunday? You know, a couple hits here, a couple hits there. Not, nothing spectacular. Just the weather's warming up. Can the bats warm up with them? This is what, you know, that's, supposed to, that's like one of the old baseball myths, isn't it, that as the weather warms up, the bats get hotter. Starting to warm up here in Starkville, so we'll see. So, are you predicting a sweep? Yeah, think I w- think I will. Think I'll go that route. You you won't hear me do it probably the rest of the year because it's SEC play from here on out. But yeah, this week I will. The only other time I would maybe predict a sweep is if they're playing like you know some team they have just dominated the last four years. Like if there's just been a team that has had no success against Mississippi State over the last four years and State plays them in a series, I might predict a sweep then. We'll see where it goes. Beyond that, this weekend, yeah, I think the dogs should take all three. And that'll be a good start heading into next week with uh, with LSU on the horizon. All right. Back with you, uh, I guess, after the game uh, Sunday. Whenever we'll, we'll figure out sometimes. It might, might be Sunday evening, though. Uh, we'll figure all that out. And then, uh, yeah, another big week. Start. We, we, we got spring football starting at the end of next week. Positional breakdowns. We'll talk quarterbacks next week. Will Rogers, Jack Abraham. Those are the guys that have the focus on them. Uh, we will we'll have more baseball. We'll see how this basketball season wraps up. We're either going to be recapping a, a lost Alabama. I feel like we're either going to be recapping a lost Alabama or why Mississippi State is going to the big dance. I think if they can beat <laughs> Alabama, they got a chance to win push it all. Through. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, Have a great weekend, guys. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.